Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome B-Tech Smith and Steve Metz. B-Tech Smith and Steve Metz. You are now entering the Megacars. The Megacars. Ted, what up, Steve? So, we're still dealing with some uh, studio issues here. Yeah, yeah, we are. And you brought up a good point right before we started the Megacast. Well, the Mega Studio is used for other stuff. Yeah. So, you know, when something's wrong, you got to, uh, what we call, discrep it and send yeah. it to, to engineering. So, we were in here last week. It was like, God, does anybody even discrep these? <laughs> and then after the cast, I thought, I wonder if Steve's going to discrep it. Should I discrep it? And right. then today... Same issues because nobody did. Yeah, I the minute I walked into the studio, I go, "Oh man, I didn't describe that." Oh, I'm sure somebody else did. But you brought up a great point that you think we jinxed ourselves. Mm. Right, a couple weeks ago, we were like, "Yeah, we should do a whole cast for one mic's off." Yeah, and it seemed like a funny idea, like they wouldn't know. And now one mic just doesn't work. Steve. Right. So right now we are basically lip to lip doing a show with one. No, I'm kidding. We have. We had to move one microphone over, and I'm like leaning over. It's not good for my posture. I can't touch the mouse. No. It's very difficult. But we're going to soldier on because we are true warriors, and warriors do not let the outside influences impact our performance. God damn, we don't. I like that speech. <laughs> like, was that the TED Talk? Like, where's all right? Yeah, all right. Maybe we should get rolling right into it. Let's wow. get those 10 push-ups we're going. We're warriors. It's all about Metallica because Metallica also are warriors, and they're not bitches. Love this song, Ain't My Bitch, Metallica. Let's get 10, Mega Family. We get the heart racing, the blood pumping, and the brain functioning. Get 10. Also didn't know the name of the song. I was just like, that's real aggressive, Metallica. They ain't no bitches. I do love that they have a song that's just called Ain't My Bitch. Yeah, are they saying they ain't the bitch or that ain't their bitch? It's a good question. Right? Because it ain't my bitch. Yeah, I think they would be talking about someone else. Yeah. That chick ain't mine. No man, go ahead. Have at it. Do what you do. Ted Talks. Starring. Because we're warriors. <laughs> so last week on a TED Talk, I talked about taking chances. Yes. Now, here's the thing with chances. They don't always, they're not always home runs, and sometimes they don't work out. But you stay the course. You know why? Because when one door closes, another one opens. It's very true. I'll explain to you some of that off the cast, but uh, <laughs> your boy is, 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 is in a good spot, and... I don't know. You got to take those chances, and they're not always going to work, but you're still going to have a good time. One of the best things I learned when I was in college, I was doing like a video project, and I had to go to like to some, what I thought was going to be one of the most boring experiences of my life. It was like a, a leadership conference slash motivational speak. It was basically like a TED Talk before TED Talks existed. And All right. I was there to cover it. They gave me a couple hundred bucks, and as a student, I'm like, you, you're going to pay me? And they're like, yeah, just make a video for us. No problem. Great. And I'm sure I was sorely underpaid, but in my world, anything more than free was like winning the, winning the lottery. So I'm there, and I'm like kind of dreading it. It's early in the morning on a Saturday. I was partying the night before. And I'm sitting there paying attention 
oddly enough, and I actually listened to what they were talking about. And the thing that I walked away with was, there was a couple things. One was shifting the paradigm, which is a whole different thing. But that really applied later on in life when I realized the way the women that I'm picking to date continue to end the same way. I need to change my paradigm when it comes to my dating choices. Oh, I agree 100%. And once I did that, boom, married, happy, great. Uh, But the other thing that I really enjoyed was they were talking about stretch goals. And this is before I even knew what the hell that meant. Oh, yeah. And man, stretch goals, is it's it's right in line with what you're talking about. You have a certain goal, you go for it, you might not get the results that you hope, but along the way, something else might happen that is going to be awesome and could quite possibly be better than the stretch goal that you had. Yeah. And at some point... Something, you know, something good is going to come out of that. I mean, let's, I'll just do a quick sports analogy, right? Yes. But look at, you know. We like sports. Right. Look at the NFL, right? If you're a team, you know, look, you could look at the Seahawks year after year, right? Now they're pounding it, right? You're mm-hmm. running the ball. You're running the ball. You're getting one, two-yard gains, maybe a three-yard gain, right? And it seems like forever. Like, what are we really accomplishing here, right? Yeah. But then eventually in that third quarter, that wide receiver uh, he's going to be open yep. for that long ball downfield, and now you you know what I mean. Now that changed, but that's all set up from those from those plays that didn't seem like they were doing anything were actually making your team better. That's the ultimate. That that basically sums up why Marshawn Lynch was successful as a running back for the Seahawks. If you yeah. look at his numbers, typically quarter one, every once in a while maybe has a good run, but for the most part, all he's doing is crashing into people. He's, yeah, he's laying, just pounding you. Yeah, he's 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 hurting them. So that later on in the game, he can just walk right by them. Well, I mean, obviously not walk right by, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, it's eventually, over time, it's going to work. You're 100% right. Yeah. Speaking of football, I, I the minute you brought that up, I'm like, oh, we have to talk about this. Did you hear what Michael Irvin just said? About uh, how Dak Prex- Prescott makes him kind of a little horny? <laughs> well, not Dak. It was uh, Ezekiel. Oh, my bad. But you're pretty much right. All right. Minus the wrong rookie, but y- you got it. Wrong rookie uh, phenom for the for, Cowboys. For the Cowboys. Dude, the two of those guys, they're saying- So like, good. Right now, I mean, they're neck and neck for Rookie of the Year. I would imagine- How can you even talk about Romo being- And trust me, I do not like the Cowboys. Right. So for me, as a person that doesn't like them, yeah, put Romo back in. But if you're a Cowboys fan, like, tell Romo to relax. Right. Romo, I didn't even realize, because he's a young-looking dude, but and not that 37's old, but in the world of football, 37's old. Yeah. I didn't he's realize- one of, He's one of the few players older than I am, so he's old, Steve. <laughs> And he's fragile. Like, oh, how yeah. are you even entertaining the idea that a team that is just doing great with Dak as their quarterback and as he, the, the one-two punch of those two, the offensive line is performing like studs. How do you even think of bringing back Romo? You can't. You don't. You send them off to die. You send them off to pasture. That's right. Turn them into glue. Right? Send That's them to right. a farm. It's time you become cowboy glue. Listen, Tony. Just look out there. Do you see the rabbits? Do you see the pretty rabbits? Look, I watched the making a cowboy, Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Eventually, you just you run your course. You're too old. You can't do those high kicks anymore, Romo. The first couple episodes are the best when there's oh. just so many of them. Yes. Oh, dude, I love. My wife ha- had to convince me, quote unquote, to watch that show. It is the greatest show on television. So here's the difference: you watch it with your wife. I watch it on mute. <laughs> Well, it might not be on mute, but in my head, I'm not hearing anything they're saying. I'm just like, when are you girls going to stretch? When are you girls going to stretch? I like watching them stretch. Yeah, and the, their costumes are great, but I'm telling you, in the beginning, when they're just in the workout clothes, chicks oh. in workout clothes are just the best. Oh, I've always said Lululemon, the store, is better than a strip club sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, so uh, Michael <laughs> Irvin, now that, if he was talking about the cowboy cheerleaders, this this statement would make more sense, but he was being interviewed on a Dallas radio station, and they were talking about Ezekiel Elliott and how 
similar to Marshawn Lynch. He's a guy that just like goes like straight for the players, the defense, and and just pounds them. And well, I'm just gonna play the audio. It's just about pounding people into submission. I'm like, man, dude, I'm telling you, man. When I listen to this boy talk about running the football like that, it just makes me want to go in the bathroom and spend some time by myself. You know? I, just, I, just oh, love wow. it. I just love it so much. Yeah, you know, the young days. You, you know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. I just love it. I just love this dude, man. Wow. So you haven't heard it. You just read it. I just read it. I mean, look, I like sports, but I don't know that I've ever been like, that was such a great play. I got to go masturbate. <laughs> and I like how he goes, you know what I'm saying? I think if we were, I think if Irvin was on the mega catch, both of those would be like, no, Michael, I don't know what you're saying, but it's a great, great description of how excited you are. That radio guy was like, absolutely. I'm cranking it right now, Michael. I mean, I won't lie. I've been watching a college football game before and seen the cheerleaders and took a time out. <laughs> but. For water, of course. Right. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Like, oh, God, that was a great run. This makes me want to go in the bathroom and spend some time by myself. I just love it. <laughs> you know, here's the thing about Michael Irvin. He's awesome. And I know that Michael Irvin now is, is different than he was back in the day. Okay. But he's still a guy that, like, you know, hookers, cocaine. Remember, he came out of court in a fur coat. This makes me want to go in the bathroom and spend some time by myself. I just love it. <laughs> right? And I like, like, right before you play it again, right? Because <laughs> I will play it more than once. He says it, and then he goes, I just love it. Huh? And that laugh is almost nervous because it don't. And then that's why he goes, you know what I'm saying. Do you think, what if he actually was not just using that as a really out there analogy? And he was legit saying, dude, you guys are laughing at me, but I actually do pleasure myself to Ezekiel Elliott. You know what that means? It means he loves football more than I ever thought he does. <laughs> like, God, that dude loves the game. This makes me want to go in the bathroom and spend some time by myself. I just love it. <laughs> I like that he needed to make it a point to say, I go to the bathroom to spend time. Because, you know, hey, babe, where are you going? That run was unreal. I got to go to the bathroom. I mean, you know, maybe we're thinking about this wrong. Maybe he just loves the sport that much, Steve. <laughs> I freaking love football. Right? <laughs> football is the best <laughs> thing ever! I miss beast mode. Oh. Then he comes out and has a beast mode chocolate. This makes me want to go in the bathroom and spend some time by myself. I just love it. <laughs> I mean, that is just such a random thing. Bro, I went to the Beast Mode store. I actually got to go to the actual, you know, he has a brick and Oh, don't store. tell me, fancy boy. I didn't realize you were at the game, and then I got home, and I saw you, and I was like, oh, look at Steve yep. at the Hawks game, rocking his Beast Mode hat. I got a new lid. I know, man. Spend way too much money on it. I like that you're in the hat game now, because for years you didn't wear hats, and then- That's a big issue in my house. Big Why? issue. It's a big issue. Like, it's a- I. My wife hates it when I wear hats. But you look cool. Well, okay, that's D. Ted Smith says about Steve wearing hats, quote, you look cool. Sid, when speaking about her husband, Steve, who wears hats, you look stupid. But hats are very fashionable right now. I agree. You that's why, I mean? I mean, look, I'm. she doesn't dictate, like, in the sense that she doesn't tell me what to do and what not to do. So it's funny that this is a sticking point, which is why whenever I'm around her, and you'll, you, you'll notice, because you get to spend some time with us, you're so lucky that you do spend time with the two of us. Oh, thank you. Yes. Uh, um, 
you get so excited about hanging out with us that you had this to say. <laughs> this makes me want to go in the bathroom oh, no. the time by myself. I just love it. <laughs> That's why Ted has his own bathroom when he comes visiting us. Yeah. Uh, but- President Steve, gonna eat some sushi. <laughs> that sushi is amazing! Buddha rolls! Steve, why aren't you wearing a hat? She, I, I will never wear a hat when I'm with her. I've noticed that. Beanies, fine. And I got no problem. I'm not like a, a person that has issues with being bald, but I like wearing hats. Plus, and, it gets cold on a bald head. Yes, and I don't want to always wear a beanie. Right. So so I, 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 I grabbed the beanie to go to the Hawks game because I was like, okay, it looks like it's going to be cold. The minute I got across the street from where I parked, this is where laziness kicked in. I'm like, oh, man, it's a lot warmer than I thought. And I don't want to wear this beanie. But it's too cold to just not wear anything. So I'm like, ah, if it, I'll go buy a new hat. That'll make my wife happy. So I went to the Beast Mode store and, and dropped 40 bucks on a Beast Mode hat. That's fair. It's just a snapback hat should not cost four. My favorite. Look, I agree, but I would be lying if I didn't have a $35 snapback. Oh, I have multiple yeah. $30 something dollar hats. But it drives me nuts because my favorite of all my hats is a snapback uh, Sub Pop hat that I got at the Sub Pop store. Yeah. Which I might have ordered two more online because I'm afraid that eventually that one's going to run its course. A weird day on Sunday flying back from uh, <laughs> from Idaho with my buddy Drago. He's on yep. the same flight. We walked by the store and he nonchalant goes, tell Steve I had my hat first. Dude, people get really weird about that. I have a couple friends who also have that Sub Pop hat and yeah. they make it a point to say, oh, you got one now too, huh? I'm like, they sell hats. Like, I'm sorry if you own that hat. The, 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 I, I didn't notice But that. it's only people that have the hat because- they get like, real butthurt about it. It never dawned on me that you two were wearing the same hat until he- I mean, he was kind of doing a tug of cheek. Okay, but, he's unlike the couple other people I oh know. Oh, no, he's just busting your chops. Okay, like, that's he doesn't, fine. He doesn't really care. I know two guys that actually are upset about the fact that I had that hat because they had it first. Oh, no. I'm like, he, shut up. He was more goofing on the fact that like everybody that has it just wears it all the time. Yeah. That hat, every time I wear it, I, my friend Lanny, she's uh, in the world of radio and she's in New York. When I went to the radio conference, I was rocking it. She goes, if I give you money, can you pick that hat up? I'm like, I got you. And so when I got off the plane, I picked it up, sent it to her. Every picture I see her in now, she's rocking that Sub Pop hat. And everybody on her, like on Instagram or Facebook, when she posts it, at least a couple comments, where'd you get that hat? It's a great hat. Yeah, but I'm the same way with that Nike hat I have. I wear that thing all of, all the time. <laughs> Ted loves that hat so much that he had this to say about it. This makes me want to go in the bathroom and spend some time by myself. I just love it. <laughs> Actually, I won't lie. I love that hat. It might make me do that, Steve. <laughs> My sub hat makes it so... So anyways, that hat costs 20 bucks. That seems reasonable. No kidding? $20. All right. That's why I was willing to buy someone that hat. No problem. I'm like, yeah, no problem. It's only $20 compared to the $40 Beast Mode hat. Yeah. Yeah. Hat talk. Hat talk on the mega cast, <laughs> but yeah, dude, I, that's that's a big thing uh, in my in your past relationships. Did you have anything where you're like uh, whoever it was that you were with that was like you cannot do this besides sleeping with other women, of course. Uh. <laughs> No, I mean, I think all women try to tailor what you wear a little bit to what they prefer. Oh, yeah. You know? I think, uh, all right, the best story I have is that this was like uh, my first girlfriend, right? And this was back, I mean, granted, I was in my mid eh, mid to late 20s. So I wear, I wear a lot of Maryland stuff, right? And they were the first team with Under Armour. Okay. So it's a red Maryland uh, shirt. With a white uh, Under Armour insignia, right? Mm -hmm. And then she got me wristbands that were like white with the red Under Armour insignia, and they matched like perfect. Right. So one night we were (laughs) out of town, we were going to dinner, Uh and she was just like, you're not wearing that wristband. 
And I was like, what do you mean? Like, why you, did you... Are you going to wear wristbands to dinner? Like, on my, you know, on my forearm. I mean, Steve, this was 10 years ago. Wristbands were cool. And now that you had all kinds John, of wristbands. If you're John Cena, sure. <laughs> all right, maybe this is a bad example, and she was right. Either way, it turned into a massive fight. Not as much a massive fight as her, like, crying and me going, I don't understand. You got me the wristbands. Did you think I wasn't going to wear them? I like these wristbands. In fact, it's easier to eat now. My sweat does not hit my hands. All right. You're right. She wins that one. <laughs> Dude, we had that when uh, I first started dating Sid. I was a lot heavier set. Yeah. And she called them my fat guy shoes. I don't know why she calls it. Until to this day, if you bring it up, and maybe you should at some point when we're all hanging out. Just listen to the vitriol in her voice about these shoes. They were just bl- plain black Nikes, and I wore them all the time. And whenever I would wear them, there was no big deal when we were first dating. And then eventually we got to a point where we started getting more serious, and she's like, hey, if I got you some new sneakers or shoes, would you? Would that be cool? I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever you think. I, that would be awesome. She's like, cool. I'm like, well, why? She goes, I hate the shoes you wear. <laughs> and I'm like, what's wrong with them? She goes, they're like fat guy shoes. I'm like, well, I'm not that skinny, so uh, but I don't really notice them being, I don't understand why they're fat guy shoes. I still don't understand to this day why they're fat guy shoes, but to her, she hated them. Because if they're not like, like you know me, Air Maxes, or like yeah. I went through a period where it was all Air Force Ones, but if they're not a specific Nike, if they're just black ones. Yeah, they're then you're, plain black. Right, then you're just kind of like, then it's like, oh, he's just wearing black Nike. You know what, in, in retrospect, they pretty much look like uh, Pete Carroll's Nikes, the white knock Nikes. Yeah, but just but they're black. just all black. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, she wasn't wrong. I definitely, I think, have a better uh, shoe uh, uh Options now, but at the time, those were my that was my jam. The fat guy shoes. Yeah, I think the only other argument I ever got in was about like tucking in something, and it was like, like you got to tuck in. And I was like, no, like no, it's fine. This is fashionable right now. And then we got in there, and everybody else, nobody had their shirts tucked in. Oh, that's the best when Nike's like, look, I told you. Yeah, but generally, for the most part, most generally the girls like like I I listen to them. Yeah, and that's the same with me. Like that's why I don't really put up. I mean, if if she finds me more attractive without wearing a hat, I'm not going to be like, no, I want to wear something that's going to make you think I don't look attractive. Right. And like, is that worth a giant argument? Not at all. But I told her, I'm like, finally, I hit a point where I found I got that that Mariners cap that I really like, and I started getting back into wearing hats. Such a silly conversation, but oh well, it's the mega cast. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't like it, but I'm like, look, I will never wear a hat around you, but just understand that you will see pictures of me when I'm not with you, and I'm wearing a hat. Yeah. Put up with it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Plus, like, you hang out with athletes. You got to wear hats, Steve. Right. Athletes wear hats, and if I need to fit in with them, I'm wearing a hat. Damn right. Whether or not it costs 40 bucks, I'm going to do it. Yeah. All right, when we get back- I'm going to back them up, and then when I get there, I'm going to be real quiet and be polite in your home. And put the hat in my in my car so you'll never see it. Right, I'll, I'll hold that, Steve. <laughs> so speaking of this, <laughs> just makes me want to go in the bathroom and spend some time by myself. I just love it. <laughs> Ted, I've got a story. I, th- I mentioned it last week. I went to the fertility doctor. Oh yeah, <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't be that excited about it. Oh, dude, just wait till I tell you what it, what happened while there. It was pretty epic. All right, when the mega cast gets back. I don't want to know. What Ted and Steve do during the break. The mega cast will be back. I don't wanna know, no, no, no. Who's taking you home, 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 home? And loving you so, 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 so. The way I used to love you, no, I don't wanna know. No, no, no. Who's taking you home, 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 home? And loving you so, 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 so. 
desk drawer, you'd find flossers. He knows origami. Okay, he doesn't. He went to Sprouts once. Not impressed. He is the least interesting man in the world. I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I come to think of it, I can't even remember the last time I had a beer. Yes, avenged mother seven folder back, and so a checking Steve. The mega cast is back. So I arrived, naked and cold. Oh, welcome change from the oh, new event. I like this song a lot. I haven't heard it enough, but I'm already in. I got a great uh, event sevenfold story. So I'm at church a few weeks back. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that took a hard right turn. Right? That's what trust me, that's that, that's what's gonna make this story even more awesome. Is that I'm at church and my buddy Wes, who's got an amazing like opera type voice, like he'll always right. do that um what's that song that Cartman sang, the Christmas song where Oh Holy uh, Night? Oh, oh, I was gonna say, please don't say the Ave Maria. <laughs> no, no, Oh Holy Night, where All it's right. got like that big he always does that song. Like oh, he, no can, kidding. he can nail it. He's who's got, his favorite tenor? Uh you know, I haven't asked, but I'll ask him this Saturday. Um, so I'm, I'm at church and he goes, Steve, come over here. And I'm like, all right. You know, cause I'm like the resident badass of our church. Yeah. You got tattoos. You're playing, per- you're the percussionist. Bro, I've got the ultimate, this is, I'm bouncing all over the place, but we'll get to the masturbation in a little bit. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> we always do. That's right. Cause we are the mega cast. Uh, I played church on Saturday and played drums. And sometimes I get in. It, it's it's a weird feeling, man. It's unlike playing drums in front of a club of a bunch of people that are drunk and screaming. You know, when you finish a song, there is no cheering. It's just amen. And it's weird. Do you still give them the high stick? I, I battle not to, but when right. I get caught up in a song, especially one that I really dig, and also, I mean, everyone's singing the words. It's a powerful experience that I can't really... I can't ex- explain. It's just a feeling. Yeah. If you're in church, you're feeling this moment, you're paying attention to the words. It's it's a powerful thing. So we finished performing, and I really gave it my all in one of our last songs we played. Well, the pastor is an older guy, great guy, Clarence. He's the guy who married us. Clarence. Yeah, Clarence is a great dude. He goes up there, and he's just talking about how great the, the worship team is. And then he goes, you know, I mean, of course it's not my call, but, you know, if the day comes where, you know, when when God has his band and he needs a drummer... I'm I'm voting Steve as his drummer. Nice. And I'm like, did he just nominate me to be the drummer for God? Like, I don't sound silly, but it was like such an an amazing compliment. And then two seconds later, just to show the sense of humor that he has, he goes, and speaking of turkeys, and then starts talking about Thanksgiving. And I'm like, everyone looks at me and starts laughing. And I'm like, oh, Clarence, what are you doing to me? He goes, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's like, thanks. You put me up a high pedestal where I can play drums. I was just God. writing down my new nickname, Steve Miggs, drummer for God. Drummer for God. I'm, I used to say I'm playing drums for Jesus. No more. No, God. Now it's God. I've, I've made it up to the big time. Got yeah. the call. I'm in varsity. I mean, all respect to the son of the Lord. Yeah. You're playing for the Lord. Yeah, that's right. Now, I don't answer to you. I answer to dad. <laughs> okay. 
Make sure. <laughs> I, I feel like the lightning yeah. is about to hit us. Yeah, I think we should put the shades down just in case. Um, then afterwards, yeah, like he pulled me aside and goes, hey, man, you're just an inspiration up there. And I was just like, that was like one of the coolest. That is cool I've, to hear. I've been complimented a lot for drumming. And, you know, I, I take a lot of pride in playing. And that was like the greatest thing I could have ever heard. It was such a cool moment. Well, and right. And like people in a club telling you play well or, or you know, or so there's like there, there's fans that meet you and go, oh, hey, man, I love Peter Parker. Yeah. That's great. And then you meet uh, uh, peers that are like, hey, man, you play a good. Yep. But you're right. Like having somebody in a church environment like that and still being like, hey, you're an inspiration. Like you're putting your feeling into it. Like that is different. That is awesome. Uh, it was. It was. Yeah. It was, it was a very cool thing. So a few weeks back, though, I'm hanging out at church talking with Wes. He goes, hey, Steve, come over here. And he's like, check this out. And he shows me a picture. He's like, do you know who this is? And I'm like trying to figure it out. I'm like, is it someone that I met? Is it a listener? And I'm like, gosh, I hate when people do that because I was like, I don't know. And I didn't know if I was going to insult whoever it is that he's talking about by saying, I don't know. Was it somebody famous? Turns out. Pavarotti? No. <laughs> Remember, how did this all start with Event Sevenfold? Oh, sorry. I'm stuck in the opera world. <laughs> it was M. Shadows. How did he the, meet M. Shadows? He was at some event in Florida playing golf at some like fancy club in golf. Yeah. This West guy, he's he's done well for himself. He's got an amazing house on the water and uh you know, it makes it makes a good living. He's down in Tacoma. Uh yeah, and like in that Lakewood area, but yeah, yeah. the the Lakewood part that it puts the lake in Lakewood. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful home. Uh and he was there and he's the like, lake yeah. In Lakewood. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm putting the lake in Lakewood. Yeah. Um Michael Irvin's putting the wood. <laughs> Just makes me want to go in the bathroom and spend some time by myself. I just love it. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, "Oh yeah, it's uh, I think Matthew is M. Shadow's real name." He's like, "Yeah, I met him there. I didn't know who he was, and it turns out I guess he's in this band called Avenged Sevenfold." I'm like, "Oh wow, yeah, I know Avenged Sevenfold." He goes, "Yeah, we were done driving around on the golf course. He's like, super great guy. Gave me his cell phone number. We hit it off." He's like, "Yeah, we were talking the whole time." And like you know, when I figured out who he was, I found his music. And I put it up in the golf cart and started blasting it. Then the My Nightmare song. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is hilarious. Here's the best part. He goes, he goes, yeah. But, I mean, that guy's. I, I would imagine maybe what was he like? Did he make a lot of money in like the tech boom or something like that? I'm like, uh, I'm not sure why. He goes, I mean, the guy's loaded. He was talking about like some of the stuff that he had. He's like, this guy, he's got a lot of money, so he must have made it like somewhere else. And I'm like, I start laughing. I'm like. You don't know anything about Event Sevenfold, do you? He goes, no. I'm like, like, one of the biggest rock fans on the planet. I'm like, they're arguably the biggest band to come out in the last five years. Really? I'm like, yeah, they sell out like arenas and they'll like, they'll tour, like if they open for a band, it's like Metallica that they're opening for. You know what I mean? Like they're in a, (laughs) they're a massive band. He made all his money from the band. He goes, well, that's pretty cool. (laughs) He must be a tech billionaire. He had a totally typecast. He's like, oh, this guy made a lot of money. Now for funny places with some band. band that maybe you know. You know, they got some records out. I don't know. I like the idea of him seeing him again and being like, so is the band like a side project? I wish I wouldn't have said anything. Oh, that's awesome. He thought he was like Mark Cuban. Like, oh, yeah, you didn't make your money from owning the Mavericks. Right? Right, like, like Paul Allen has a side band. Right. I was dying. I'm like, that is so funny. And I thought it was, I bet that's part of why, though, um, M. Shadow's dog hung out with that, hanging out with oh, that guy. Oh, of course. I had no idea who he was, had a great time with him. I mean, gave him his cell phone number and just was like, yeah, hit me up anytime you're back in this area. We'll hang out. 
Dude, it's so weird too, right? Because like for him, every almost everybody he meets. I mean, I'd do the same thing. I'd eventually talk to him something about his day job of being right. M Shadows of Avenged Sevenfold. Say so, right, it probably was fun to talk to somebody that had no idea and was just being nice to him. Just a dude hanging out, doing dude things, golfing, and talking about whatever else has nothing to do with his band, why he's successful. But I was yeah. just like, no, he's not a tech guy that just decided I'm going to sing for funsies. Like the guy is a guy. That's all right. I, <laughs> I had a couple people in Idaho go, so you, that's all you do is radio? I was like, yeah. And they're like, they, like, you could do a living that? I was like, yeah, yeah, they pay us and everything. <laughs> you know, like for the original major league, like, yeah, we got microphones, studios. It's, it's, the, it's, a whole, it's a whole thing. Dude, I'm laughing extra hard right now because I had a similar conversation just recently. I can't remember who it was with. I wish I didn't burn so many holes in my brain. But somebody was sitting down talking to me about radio stuff, and they're like, so, I mean, what else do you do then? I'm like, what do you mean? Well, when, when you're done with your four hours there, I mean, wh- what other job do you have to do? <laughs> I'm like, I don't just, it's not just four hours. Well, I mean, what else? I'm like, yeah, do you do eight hours there? Yeah, sometimes I do more than eight hours. It's just, it's funny. Like the perception that some have, and then others think that we do four hours and we're making millions. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. So uh, last week I mentioned that I, we had, I had a poor choice of words, but bone out so that I can bone out. go to the Jesus. fertility doctor. <laughs> And, you know, take care of things that some people do when they watch a great running back. This makes me want to go in the bathroom and spend some time by myself. I just love it. <laughs> so we're trying to figure out, like, whose fault is it that we can't have a child? So we go to the fertility doctor. <laughs> it's like a game show. I know. I Play your like, bets, kids. And it's not just you two. I feel like, unfortunately, that's the conversation every couple has when things aren't going the right way. And, and you know, for us, and it's nice that... We're fully prepared that we're going to find out one of us is not capable of having a kid, and then that's fine. Now we know. It's closure in a sense. We're yeah. okay with not having a kid. We just think, that'll be. I think that's where we're ready. It's a good next chapter of our life. We both aren't opposed to having a kid. We'd be really stoked if we did have a kid, but we wouldn't also be devastated if we didn't. Yeah. So, Well, we, and two things. I just got to tell you, there's always adoption, yep. and there's also always... There's always adoption on the plus side. Mm-hmm. On the downside, it's always funny to me, couples I know that have a stable relationship, have good jobs, have the most trouble. And I don't know why that is. Like, yeah. I mean, I have plenty of friends who are idiots that have kids running all over the place. Dude, I see some people, I'm like, you had no problem cranking out more kids. Yeah. You know? And we have a friend that, not they're, they're great parents, but they got a vasectomy. Well, he did. And then the next time that they had sex, she got pregnant. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they're trying not to, and they they can't stop having kids. We've been trying, and we can't make it happen. Some say it has something to do with stress. So when you have two people oh. that are working hard jobs, and I know, granted, we only work four hours, and it's just you know, four hours. Yeah. You know, but there's stress of me trying to find a second job. Yeah. So I can pay my pills. Right. Um, that has something to do with it as well. When to take the hats off? It's a very stressful life. <laughs> it's very difficult. <laughs> Where to hide the hat so I don't get in trouble? Um, <laughs> so. Awesome. First, so I go to the doctor place. It's in Tacoma. This fertility doctor, and it's just an. It's just like, I'm not. I'm not like my my, my wife kept saying, "Are you scared? Are you scared?" I'm like, no. I'm just. It just feels weird to walk into it a is. place. The minute I walk in, there's of course a female that checks you in, and all so right. the minute I walk in, all I think is, she knows what I'm about to do in the next 15 minutes. 
It's very strange. Yeah. At no point in any adult life do you walk into a room and everybody knows you're going to walk out of that room and go masturbate. This makes me want to go in the bathroom and spend some time by myself. I just love it. Right. Like, going into the next social situation that you go into and just pretend that the person that you're talking to in the next 10 to 15 minutes is going to touch themselves. Right, because like, you go weird. into somebody's home, you know they masturbate in there, but you, you don't like... Hey, hey, Bill, is this the couch you do it on? You know what right. I mean? And you, and you would never be, I would never hang out at Steve's and be like, hey, Steve, I'll be right back. That was a great run by Ezekiel Elliott. You know what I got to do. I understand, Ted. Go Cowboys. So that, I first check in. I'm like, great. Now she knows I'm going to do it. I sit down in the lobby in the waiting area and there's two couples. And right. I'm like, they know now what I'm about to do. And so, you know what they're about to do. Right. And I'm like, well, either they're coming in, to, they're, they just arrived <laughs> to. Sorry. We are 12. I know. We should be, should be more mature on this subject. It makes me want to go in the bathroom and spend some time by myself. I just love it. <laughs> and they did too. Either they're about to do it or they're coming back in for the results. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now I'm waiting. My wife is eventually going to show up. And I'm like, I oh, you're by yourself. Yeah. I'm, oh, my bad. I thought she was no, with you. No, she hasn't arrived yet. I'm there by myself because my appointment was 15 minutes earlier than theirs. All like, right. I appreciate that they gave me that much time. Um, so now the, 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 I don't know who he is, like a nurse guy. I don't know. But he's like, okay, come on back here. I'm like, all right. Now I'm walking back there. He has me sign some stuff, show ID to make sure it's me because, you know, of course I'm going to go in there and pretend I'm someone else and pretend to masturbate in the cup for them. Yeah. That makes sense. But all right. Go in, and then um, he's like, okay, well, I'm going to show you where you got to go do what you got to do. I'm like, okay. Brings me to this room, and I kid you not, outside of the door, it has a sign that says, the collection room. Oh, dude. Why? The collection room? Do we need to let everyone know that's where it's happening? Ah. There's no, like, sly way to go into that room that's called the collection room. Is there any small talk between you and the dude as you walk in? No. All right. He just shows me. He's like, okay, well, here's the cup. Put it back in this paper bag. So I guess there was a little small talk. Um, and then bring it back out when you're done. Okay. Any questions? I'm like, no. Other than can I leave? Oh, my ner- you know how I get nervous. I would have been like, so how about them hawks? Right. It was very weird, bro. Yeah. It was very weird. So I walk in, I close the door, and now I'm like, and I sent you the picture of it. I'll, yeah. I'll post it on the Megacast Twitter page, at the Megacast, and it's just a very small room with a couch. They got one of those, like, you know, disposable pieces of paper over the couch, which was very, that kind of psyched me out a little bit as well. It's like, See, I like that. Now I can take my pants fully off. Well, I didn't. I still kept my underwear on. <sighs> I was not. Then he's like... Shows you where all the stuff is, like the the magazines, a bunch of Playboy magazines. Then there's also anything a, dirtier. No. Oh. And there's a, a little box called lubricants. All right. Not touching that. Like, no. why would I want to even think of opening that box? No. No. Then there's a computer monitor or just a TV monitor with a laptop, uh, not a laptop, uh, uh, a desktop, you know, keyboard and a mouse. And I'm like, I'm not touching that either. I don't know how, how, I mean, are they wiping this stuff down? I don't know. And in my head, I'm like, I don't need any of this stuff. I've got my cell phone. Yeah. I've already pulled up xnxx.com. You're or, ready. Yeah. Pull it up. Hit, I found a video that I think is going to be awesome. Might have been a MILF video. Hit start. Oh, great. There is no cell service in this room. I was just thinking. 
Not kidding you, dude. So now what do you do? Now it's time to start imagining stuff. So I'm you not- went from you went just from the bank. Yes, had no choice. I'm not touching. Trust me, it was an effort. It was a battle. As a warrior, I really went to war. And I even thought, you know what? Maybe I should just pull up the computer because I was getting annoyed. I would have had to open something. I don't. I mean, I could do it. Obviously, at home, the spank bank is fine. But I, I don't. I don't know. In that pressure situation, if I could just recall, bro, it was crazy. So I'm trying to do that, and it's just closing my eyes, trying to you know focus. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: the collection room is not like tucked away in a quiet area in this building. It's like right next to where all the people that work for this fertility place mill about. So I'm hearing conversations. People are walking by, yelling things at each other, asking how their day's going. Would you like to buy my Girl Scout cookies? Like that kind of stuff. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, man. So now I'm like, do I open the door and say, hey, working in here. Collection in process. So finally I Progress. <laughs> I get in the zone, start thinking about Ezekiel Elliott. Right. This makes me want to go in the bathroom and spend some time by myself. I just love it. He just ripped off a 20-yarder. Took care of it. <laughs> Is it weird? I got to ask one more question. I know we got a break. Yeah. Is it weird, though, uh, how should I say this, expelling into a cup? Yes. Because I... There's no way you would ever do that in regular life. It's very weird. because and, and that psyched me out a few times. Like There was a couple false starts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I was penalized a couple times. <laughs> Sent back a couple yards. <laughs> Forward progress. Yeah, a little face or mask no. on one of them. Right? <laughs> so, take, Illegal motion on Steve's left hand. Take care of it. Not necessarily proud of my performance, but was able to get it done. I don't think it matters at that point, man. It's not about performance. It's about, look, you're on the one-yard line. You just got to get that ball in. Right. Just punch it in and then get that fullback and just barrel ahead. Right. Power formation. Drive it home. So get done, seal it up, bring it out. Now I have to check off. This is very weird. They have a checklist. Did you get it all in the cup? And if not, was it towards the beginning, the middle, or the end that you didn't? And that just was like, I'm glad I did not see that before I did what I had to do. Did you get it all in the cup? Yeah, they wanted it because I guess apparently they want to know to make sure that you got everything in there. If not, you got to let them know. So they can clean the room, or does it matter for the sperm count? I think it might matter for the sperm count. I don't, I don't know. I didn't ask. I was proud that I got it all in the cup. All right, yeah. I, dude, trust me. It was a very weird experience. I get done. I walk out, and who's waiting in the lobby for me? My wife. Like, tell, me you, tell me at least you had your hat off. <laughs> wear a hat. <laughs> or a Jimmy hat. Right. <laughs> All right, when we get back, I got some funny audio that I was hoping I could play for you, Ted. All right, uh, let's do it. It uh, involves wrestlers sounding like they're on mushrooms. Oh, I'm in. All right, the Megacast will be back. Ted and Steve are out of their mind, so they need a timeout. The mega cast will be back. I'm in deep with this girl, but she's out of her mind. Whoa. She said, babe, I'm sorry, but I'm crazy tonight. Whoa. She got a black shirt, black skirt, and Bauhaus stuck in her head. I'm in deep with this girl, but she's out of her mind. Whoa. Oh, yeah. We all need something to live for. Yeah. 
can sum up the ideal date in one word. Applebee's. One night he thought he saw a UFO, but it turned out to be a helicopter. His favorite kind of cheese is cottage. He is the least interesting man in the world. I don't always drink beer, but when I do, what's the name of that one I like? It's time for Chegg and Steve to get right and get back to the show. The Megacast is back. Funny about the collection room. <laughs> We're just laughing during the break. <laughs> Not to get too graphic, but you got to wonder about someone who can't get everything, the collection in the cup. They're just having too much fun in there. What are they doing? Right? Like a sprinkler? Whoa! Oh, I got to get it in the cup. I forgot. Then I find out from some listeners. They told me that you could bring in your significant other to help you out, to give you a hand. A fluffer? Yeah. I don't think my wife would have been down for that, though. You know, she's a pretty conservative chick. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's... Yeah. Babe, I need a helping hand, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that would... I mean, I could see chicks doing that, but that's awkward for both of you at that point. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been too much. I wouldn't I wouldn't have liked that. Like, it would have been weird. I'll tell you what, if I ever have to do this... Putting this all in the memory, and I'm going to make sure I save some videos to my phone. Download videos on your phone, because you just don't... I feel like it's a cruel joke done by the fertility companies to be like, wouldn't it be hilarious if we disable cell service in that room? But there was napkins in there, or paper towels, right? Yeah. I think I clearly would have logged on to that computer. Yeah, I should have. You you know what? In retrospect... I should have brought a rubber glove. You should you should have just you should have just been a warrior and just started blaring the most obnoxious, ridiculous porn, right? Because you can hear them. Let them hear you, right? And, and just, then even if you're not, even if you're done, just be like, oh yeah, here, here comes the collection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this place better be ready. Dude, collection I, time. I mentioned on BJ makes the name of the room, um, and somebody texted and said you sh- they should change the name of the collection room and call it the Jack Shack. Jack Shack or the Masturbation Station. I like that. Both are pretty awesome. I try to think like Spank Shack. There's got to be something in there, right? Well, Spank Bank would be a good Spank name Bank. for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I came up with a great concept for a strip club. If we ever get a mm. hockey team, mm-hmm. we call it the Penalty Box, and it's a strip club stri- slash brothel. And when you want that, you you tell them that you just got penalized two minutes for hooking. <sighs> <laughs> That's a world. I like that one. Yeah, if you want like threesome, too many men on the ice. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, there is a bar in Old Town Alexandria called the Penalty Box, and I'm going to say an old oh. capital opened it. No way. I yeah. hope they. Wouldn't it be cool to like have a place called the Penalty Box and then like make it look like a a, a hockey bench? Oh yeah. You know, like boards. Like have the bar be the boards. Dude, I want to say it was Rod Langway that oh, opened that's it. that's awesome. And it's like above another uh, like fancy pizza place. Uh-huh. So there's a part in the f- in, in the floor of of the penalty box that you can look down at the pizza at the people like eating pizza. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, 
if anyone sees the logo for the Mega Cast, they notice it's the Mega Powers. It's uh, us yeah. pretending to be. Well, not pretending. They're that that is an accurate depiction of both Ted and I. But we are Goldberg was cool on Monday. Oh yeah, I actually, I, if we have time, I'll grab the audio. I have All some right. of that because that was pretty badass. That was. But, so we're looking like Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage. There's this video that's on Facebook that I came across that just made me laugh out loud, and the title of it is. When you and your friend try shrooms for the first time, only psychonauts will feel this one. And it's a clip of Hulk Hogan and Macho Man. I know. I love that term. (laughs) It's a great term. It is. It's a clip of Hulk Hogan and and Macho Man Randy Savage talking. And back in those days, I mean, if you go on YouTube, and maybe this will be an ongoing feature on the Megacast. Everyone will just find like a, a, a promo from the 80s where it's obvious that whoever's talking is coked out of their minds. Yeah. Because the coke was going when they were recording their promos. But on this one, it almost does sound like they're talking about doing mushrooms. All right. Are you ready, Ted? Yeah. Let me know if you want me to pause it at any point. And I saw what the madness was all about. I realized there was a whole other universe out there, a whole other frontier, and the power of the madness and the mania just blew my 24-inch guns out, man. I mean, I've heard that speech before. Not the not the twenty four inch guns part, right? But I've I've been at a festival with a friend that's like, "There's a whole other universe." <laughs> to tell me there is another solar system, Macho oh, Man. Unbelievable! I'm still in a state of shock right now. In fact, I don't think I'm going to be coming down for a long period of time. Yeah, I'm all right. Stop it. I mean, that sounds like a man on a psychedelic. <laughs> that's me typically when I've done mushrooms. Dear God, just let me come down. I promise I'll be a good human being for the rest of my life. I just need to come down. I don't think I'm gonna. <laughs> I want to hear that part again. That's so awesome. Right? Wouldn't that be amazing if they actually were on mushrooms while telling this? I mean, that would be tough, but I'd be impressed. Just worried about where we're going from here. Is it this stratosphere, man? Is it the ionosphere with the madness and the mania as one guiding force? We could go ahead and take the whole Believe this. Oh, time out. <laughs> At this point, I gotta say, I don't even know if they're on mushrooms or they took some really good acid. Because they're still pumped and excited. They don't seem scared. And I mean, he's lining it up. I've had these conversations with people. <laughs> As one guiding force, we could go ahead and take the whole I w- cannot believe this. No, Saturday night's main event. The Mega Powers. The Madness. Bunch Man Randy Savage. Isn't that amazing? Is that, I mean, is there any way that's literally them just sober? No. I don't think so. They have to be coked out of their minds. And do they tape them on Saturdays? You know, with the promos, they either do them before the show or sometimes they cut them live. But a lot of times those are recorded beforehand. Like the I mean, it makes sense if it's a Saturday night and they're like, screw it. Let's party. <laughs> oh, it's this Saturday? Oh, man, I thought Saturday Night Live was this Saturday. Back in those days, just think about how big wrestling was back in the Hogan days. They preempted once a month Saturday Night Live so they could have Saturday Night's main event instead run on a Saturday night. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's how big wrestling was back then. Did SNL come on after? No, I don't. I, they just took a week off. That I don't remember. I'm pretty sure they just took the week off. By the way, me and you could give that speech at a festival, not tell people that it's two wrestlers. I was about to say, we have to do that. And they would be like, these two guys are losing it, but I, I believe them. Dude, you mentioned acid. I've never touched acid, but I found this clip of a, a comedian. I've just heard about it, Steve. I know. You read a lot about it on the internet. Yeah, I you do. You watch a lot of documentaries on Netflix. Yep. There's a comic. I don't know if you know him. I've never heard of him before. His name is Noah Gardenschwartz. 
And, All he, right. and he did a great bit about uh, dropping acid. All and right. I was like, when I heard it, I thought of you, and I was, because I know you speak so highly about the stuff you've read on the internet. Yeah. Uh, and here's Noah talking about dropping acid. I'm into trying new things, though, which is why at the beginning of the summer, I tried acid for the first time. Yeah. yeah. And I'd always heard acid was a good drug to do outdoors in nature. Mm-hmm. So I ate the acid, and I went to Central Park. Mm-hmm. And I found the big lake in the middle of Central Park. About 10 minutes go by, turn to my right, and there's a young little girl sitting next to me on the rock. And she goes, hey, mister, you want to hear a riddle? And I was like, absolutely. I've never wanted to hear a riddle so badly before in my life. What you got, kid? And she goes, what's the beginning and end, the end of time, and the beginning and end of everywhere? And I was like, whoa. Like, does she know I'm on acid right now? She's coming at me about space and time. I wasn't ready for it, so I asked her to repeat it. She said, what's the beginning and end, the end of time, beginning and end of everywhere? You guys know the answer? The letter E. Something she read on the back of a Laffy Taffy wrapper almost altered my existence. Isn't that awesome? He's so right, though. Because <laughs> you, I can, I can only imagine being like... Like, what is she going to hit me with? This kid is about to drop some serious philosophy. Ugh. It's just a stupid riddle. Have you ever heard the story about the, the Tron guy at the one festival? No. So, uh, so when we go to Meltdown, right, like, we don't do it as much anymore, but traditionally we'd have, like, this old school yellow school bus, right, like from the 60s, like a Ken Kesey looking bus. Okay. And then somebody else would park a truck there. So at the front of our camp, we would have red uh, curtains. Almost like you're coming out to a show or something. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, so, I totally know what you mean. So inside of our Almost camp. Almost like a movie theater. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But inside our camp, you hear people walking by, but you just can't see them because the curtains are closed, right? So it's dark and stuff. So it's me and two buddies, and we're sitting in there just having a great time. And this guy comes in, right? And he is all lit up with like a trident that like, uh, you know, the king of the sea would have. Gosh, like he's like a Seattle Mariner logo. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Right. And yeah. he's all lit up and this and that. And he like walks in. The three of us stop talking and we look to him. Right. And I mean, he could have told us like where the battle was. We're fighting aliens. We would have followed him anywhere, Steve. Right. And he looks right at us and he goes, you guys seen like Ann and Sarah? <laughs> You're like clinging onto that word. What is he going to say, Trident Man? Right, because he just like came like in. Poseidon. Right. So he says that, and we are like, we do exactly what you do, but we won't stop laughing, right? And finally he just goes, All right, thanks, guys. Thanks for nothing. He's probably like, Everywhere I go, I get the same response. I don't get why this is so funny. All I'm trying to do is find my two friends. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame him for being a little pissed at us. Cause, I mean, we couldn't even like eke out an answer of like, no, we don't know these girls. It was we just we just laughed at him. That is awesome, dude. Yeah. All right, Dad, we like to get rolling. Uh, thank you guys for all full episode. We got a full episode in, boys. Nice. These that things was... go way too quick, even the full ones. I know. I could do this every day. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, I, wish, right? I wish we had enough time. Yeah. If only that girl had a real answer about <laughs> time. The letter E. 
stupid Laffy Taffy thing. That was awesome. All right, everybody, thank you, as always, for listening to oh, the Mega Catch. What's up? One more thing. Yes. Special shout out uh, to your boy, uh, AJ Francis. Yes. Special shout out, AJ. How about those stags beating up on Gonzaga last weekend? Love you, buddy. Dude, how about uh, we had AJ on our show the other morning because I lost a bet on their podcast? The, the podcast oh, yeah, because you were wearing uh, the makeup. I had to wear the makeup. And, of course, that was very silly to wear it. And, you know, I was like, oh, great. This is going to live forever. Posted on Twitter. And it's of Alexa Bliss. A great, yeah. If you haven't seen her, look her up on Google. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. In fact, I believe um, uh, Michael Irvin has this to say about Alexa Bliss. This makes me want to go in the bathroom and spend some time by myself. I just love it. <laughs> I love well, it. Too. I agree with that one. 100% agree with him. Well, anyways, we post it. I tag her in the picture because it's like, you know, maybe she'll notice it. Before we even finish the topic on the air and are talking with AJ Francis, right? Yeah. Before we even finish talking about all that, she retweets it and says, uh, I can't remember exactly. Basically, she says, uh, you know, I'll find it real quick because it's pretty funny what she wound up saying about all this. I was just like, I was like, oh, man, this made losing that bet actually worth it. I so, will say congratulations to AJ and the Redskins, though, for uh, for making coming through on the Redskins rule this year. I'll explain to you. If you know what it is, you know what I'm saying. If not, don't sweat it. Okay. Well, so I post on Twitter a picture of me in the makeup, and it's on uh, at I'm Steve Miggs. I guess I should smile on the Alexa Bliss WWE makeup. Lost a bet on my friend's podcast, Jobbing Out Show. Hashtag Alexa Miggs. Right? Yeah. She retweets that and quote, quote tweets it and says, if you got to wear makeup my style, I'd say you want Steve Miggs. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. I was like, that is awesome. Post that. They're all the jobbing out guys are freak Glenn and Aaron. They're like, this is awesome. AJ's, AJ eventually texts me later on and goes, now I kind of wish I would have lost the bet. <laughs> like, I'll be honest. I dreaded this bet. <coughs> that made it worth it. I'm glad I lost. Mm. It was awesome. You're getting retweeted by Alexa Bliss. That's right. I'm on her G- radar. Gonzaga's losing to DeMatha. Tough week for AJ. Yeah. I mean, his fr- the team he works for won. I'm sure that's great. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I'm sure that's cool enough but right now he's just living the loser life yeah i mean demetha didn't even have their starting quarterback yeah yeah who's going to play at air force next year he's a great american from a great school in fact uh michael irvin had this to say about that quarterback all right let's get out of here get 10 everybody thank you as always for listening to the megacast find us on twitter at the megacast ready ted let's do it all right here we go one Warriors, we are warriors. Are you ready to go to battle with us and find Amy and Sarah? Is that their names? <laughs> I think it was like Sarah and Anne. Doesn't matter. Close enough. Yeah. This makes me want to go in the bathroom and spend some time by myself. I just love it. <laughs>